Next month, Dune will release their new album, Itamen Ayenka, via Metal Blade Records. Dune are a band of great contrasts, weaving titanic heaviness and intricate gentleness together. On this sophomore record, synths are also used more than ever before, resulting in an album that sounds like the soundtrack to a classic sci-fi. Pre-order your copy of Itamen Ayenka now at metalblade.com slash dune. Once again, Itamen Ayenka, metalblade.com slash dune. That's D-V-N-E. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, 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 friends out there. It is I, your host, Petra Speich. I am always joined by... Hey, you son of a bitch. My name is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at YourBuddyGooch. And... Jocelyn Sharp. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. That's J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N, sharp like a sharp knife. I've been doing the Wizard of Jaws, so you better say that. Oh, shit, that's my TikTok. TikTok. You better follow me on TikTok if you want to see me dance in a crop top and cry. Dude, it's all all about twerking (laughs) in tears, twerking in tears. TikTok is where I get really mentally ill. Wizard of Jaws. And don't forget our other co-host, Sylvia Alvarado, at It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram. And today is her birthday. Happy birthday. make sure you send her a a social media thing that's not inappropriate saying, Happy 15th birthday. 15 years old, Sylvia. Congratulations. If you guys want to follow me, I'm on... Uh, Feliz Quintanera. <laughs> that's, that's, that yes, was, yes, that was on yes, point. That's, yes, that's the age. That's the age. That's the age of a quinceanera. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, guys, we have Michael Leo Valeri from Brand of Sacrifice. We are here to talk about their new record, Lifeblood, which is coming out March 5th. Love getting the younger bands on the show. You know, the future of the genre. Great interview, great talk. Real excited to promote this record because I think it's phenomenal. We're going to get to that record in a little bit. But first, here's a little bit of the Metal get Sucks the news. news. Get the bell, get the facts straight. Don't deliberate or I'll tell you fucking never. Get the news, get your bell. My dick is going in. You don't know where it's been. You better not push it me. Didn't hit the post. Didn't hit the post. But first story. <laughs> this story is just fun. And I know there's going to be a lot of questions. And we need fun after last week. Oh, yeah. Last week. We need wrong. fun after last week. A dude built a guitar out of his dead uncle's skeleton. So much oh, fun. Okay. So much fun. I have so many questions. I know you do. Number I don't one, think I can answer them all. Where did he get the skeleton? Here we go. From his uncle. No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Hey, uncle, can I borrow? I see both of your can minds. I borrow, can I borrow your framework? <laughs> This is what the guy wrote, okay? This is what Philip wrote to Metal Sucks. This is what happened. So I got the bones from Greece and didn't know what to do at first. Bury them, cremate them, put them in the attic. All seemed like poor ways to memorialize someone who got me into heavy metal. Oh, the jokes. I got fighting back the jokes. (laughs) So I decided to turn Uncle Philip into a guitar, which proved to be challenging. I did a lot of research and no one has ever made a guitar out of a skeleton. So I did it. I started out consulting with two guys in Dean Guitard's woodshop in Tampa, but they got cold feet. Anyways, now Uncle Philip can shred all for all eternity. That's how he would want it. I'm super proud of the project and how it serves to honor him, his life, and his influence on me. Brandon, go. You still answer my question. What was Hmm. your question? Why was there just a box of bones in Greece? 
That's a good, yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> where's the, where's the, the skin and the muscles? Well, yeah. <laughs> the organs. Just kind of like, here's some bones. Like, oh, yeah. now I got to reassemble. Is that what happens in Greece? Do they boil you down to bones? Yeah, now I got to re- <laughs> reassemble this shit. Do and you then realize I just, I just that- like how to, he's like, he's like, now my uncle could shred forever. No, 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 no. Someone's going to shred your uncle. Yeah. Totally different. And you would have to be so strategic. Like, is it all torso is the body? Because then you would just be like constantly, when you're playing high notes, you'd be just like fretting on his dick. You know, for a fact, they watched many episodes of Metalocalypse and were like, idea <laughs> idea serial killers out there like oh i know how to hide a body now yeah, <laughs> right? yeah if jeffrey all dahmer, i gotta do is make a guitar yeah if jeffrey dahmer were alive today metal yeah if jeffrey dahmer were alive today he's like oh man if only i had just a taste for rhythm instead of just people you know what i mean like you could have done it i just am still i don't think you would have said that yeah. <laughs> all right probably not uh, there's some international <laughs> law loophole where, where greece is just this shit's bones yeah. illegal this <laughs> Screams illegal, yeah, dude. dude. If you got a box of bones, why wouldn't you just throw them on the table and yell Yahtzee? Like, why would he? I don't. <laughs> I feel like I want people to confiscate this and make sure it's his uncle and all these things. And I also feel like, are we getting like trolled right now? There's no way this guy really did this with bones. There's all all kinds of nonsense. Pete, it's on the internet. It's got to be true. No, I know, but dude, I mean, and it's really grotesque looking at it for me. Yeah, it's well, grotesque seeing like. You know, you have a weak parts, stomach. Parts attached to a dude's pelvis, <laughs> you know, right? Like, hey. like the, the knobs to the guitar. Why wouldn't like, you put the whammy bar right there? Yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, definitely a one of a kind. Uh, I understand why the guys in Dean Guitars were like, "All right, we gave you some ideas, but we're stepping back." And I also understand why this happened in Florida. Right. Duh. Oh, well. <laughs> Box of bones to Florida. I have a it's feeling just coming this guy's together. just going to become a serial killer and yeah, he's going to no make shit. a bass yeah. and a flute. He's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, he goes, hey, you want a, you want a cup of my grandma? And just, <laughs> wait, what? Okay. Just now that we got huh? to the, the moral strange side about it, I, I don't know, like the desecration side of it, which I think technically it's a little bit of desecration, right? It it's, is. I mean, it's very like Ed Gein meets Gibson guitars. Now, <laughs> true <laughs> but my thing is but at the same That's time like perfect for this story but dude there's so many different levels of desecration i mean it's like we've had people that you know they'll set up their like an, a, a brother or something like that at a party like standing up and they'll put like 40s next to him like he's part of this big old party and it's just meanwhile it's just this taxidermy family member but in the now corner. is human bone art gonna be a thing i want to hear him play stairway and then yes it's definitely gonna be a thing because people are gonna donate their body i don't want to cremate and and have the ashes go across the river look somebody use my femurs for drumsticks and then we'll you know i'll be okay with like a lamp like i'm just gonna put my dead uncle and make him a lamp in my house make all my bones into dildos wouldn't that be weird 208 dildos wouldn't that be (laughs) wouldn't that be weird that's that's desecration beyond (laughs) desecration All right, that is some that is a cradle of filth album you just fucked. Two hundred and eight dildos. Two hundred and eight. Daddy filth like I've got an idea. <laughs> All my bones I, are dildos. Uh, this is a yeah. seventy-eight minute epic of dildo bones. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could construct a whole band, a whole orchestra with two hundred and eight dildos. Yes, thank you. As I, perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> like, should it be illegal to make things out of people's no. human remains? No. Hmm. I think you should just. I, look, man, we're putting we're putting ashes in rings. We're putting yeah. ashes in necklaces. It's like, look, dude, if the uncle ashes and human remains are 
I'm gonna go with there's a there's I know they're both human remains, but there's a scale. What there is, the, is why scale. is it different? Why is it okay to f- burn it until it's ash, but not okay to rip up a sweet shred on it? All I'm saying is <laughs> like is, why is one okay and one's not? That well, guitar. legally, like I said, if someone gets murdered and you can't find their body, and we're we're just making things out of human bones, this is this is gonna well, people I'm, are gonna get away I'm, with this I'm shit. I'm suggesting don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't can't just, believe this don't conversation. Just, this don't conversation just find is, human bones. I'm saying if someone wants their starters, bones made into something, let's just let's really, let's just. <laughs> Just, let's qual- let's let's just squelch Pete's fears for a yeah, second. Yeah, this isn't here. like driftwood art. Pete. Uh, grave diggers. <laughs> I don't know. If, they, if, if you can sell this for money, grave diggers are attacking. All okay? I know is this: I yeah. know a ton of people that can play guitar. I don't know. I know one person that can construct a guitar. So let's. So auto, right away, right away, we're already we're we're we're, we're taking it away from the it's number. It's not that difficult. To construct a guitar out of bones, out, out of, of bones, bones is hard, but he's got it. He's got it right here, bro. It's not that hard. You okay, have a YouTube look. video on how to how to I put a toilet in guitar. and make a guitar out of bones. Pete, now. We're gonna, Pete, let's next, when you have an uncle die, construct a guitar I, and then tell me how easy it is. I will never partake in this. Okay, well, you won't either. I, dude, I'm coward. sorry. Yeah, I, coward. <laughs> Do it out of a dog's remains. You'll you'll be a like, dog's. this was my dog. No, like, it's hard. dogs it's... are sacred. And besides, I'd make it. It'd be <laughs> uncles like, are not. Yeah, it'd be like a ukulele. What kind of a guitar am I going to get out of my dog? <laughs> uncles are always <laughs> uncles like, are always the yeah. the butt of pedophile I can't jokes. Make a, so I we can't, can make guitars yeah, out of them. Fuck uncles. Yeah, I can't make a guitar out of my chihuahua. I can make a cello, not a cello, but like a violin or something. A viola, yeah, not a viola, even a violin. Yeah, exactly. I can do that. But a guitar. I'm just saying. Would you hold this guitar in your hand? Yes or no? No. Yes. No. No. Yes. You would. You would hold another guy's bones and rock. That's asking to be haunted. Eh. You don't believe in that shit. I don't believe I in do, that shit in that. But you, you would whammy pedal his pelvis I'd be all like, day. I'd be like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. you got to know that guitar sounds like shit. It's like, wah, wah, yeah, exactly. wah. Hey. it just sounds like screams. It's all on the bridge. <laughs> I thought Prince had horrible looking guitars, but he's still shredded. <laughs> Oh, man. I got to tell you, it's like one of those things where I'm like, this is an innovator. We don't see too many new things in the world these days. Yeah, this is a new Gibson. That's the problem about 2021, <laughs> I, though. Innovators very, in 2021 are tough. psychos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, because, because again, I think what has happened is, is because creativity has reached a tipping point to where you got to do shit like this to go, oh, wow, I never thought of that. Well, you and know? we also have guys like Elon Musk who are like, I've thought of $50 billion ideas this morning before you figured out how to use your new coffee maker. Right. So it's like we have this whole spectrum of like inventions now so it's like people have to you're right they have to go really you gotta go eclectic feel like i the, the last invention i remember reading about that really stuck in my craw was a heated uh lube waterfall for your nightstand you see that's just uh, what uh, he- like a heated lube, you know, like a. So you know what lube is, Pete? <laughs> yeah, le- lube is what people use for uh, sex. sexual. Yeah, yeah. when most people pile drive, they use lube. Yes, yeah, they don't just go dry. Yeah, like an animal, and this is a waterfall. <laughs> for like your- an animal with fucking. <laughs> <laughs> serious mental issues. There's a waterfall for your nightstand, and it's a waterfall of heated lube, and you can stick your. I have kids. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we don't want this in our house. I, I mean, I just felt like that's despicable. When and I saw way, that invention, just... I just, there was a picture of a cat on the bed next to it, and I'm like, my cat would drink it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and besides, if it's a lube, would you just walk up and just dick your dick? Okay, exactly. the ready? Yeah. Ready? It's a circle. Yeah. Ready? Like, ready? What are you doing? Yes. Guys. Before we move on to the next story, would you rather have the waterfall lube or the skeleton guitar? Waterfall waterfall lube. Okay, me too. Right. (laughs) Who wants the skeleton guitar? I don't want no fucking skeleton guitar. Wait a minute. See, here's the thing, though. 
This is why the Skelka guitar would work for Pete's kids, though, because they're not going to get lube all over the house. That's now you're true. Gonna, now your house is going to be true. all slippery. You should go skeleton guitar you because should, yeah. we don't have kids, so we're not going to get a mask. What's going to happen when somebody slips and slips guys, down the guys, stairs? Guys, 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 lube waterfall. Next <laughs> story. God damn it. Pete doesn't care about Next safety story. at all. I don't, I don't need lube His either. His kids are going to be slipping Next and story. sliding all over I don't that need, house. I don't need lube either. Nope. <laughs> he can always just put the guitar in the attic or something like that. It's like, no, lube waterfall on display over there. On 24-7. Exactly. Over my cursed uncle guitar. <laughs> Study shows. Ready? You guys ready? Yes. All right. It's always hard to edit. When you're laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like the worst cuts on the show <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Pete goes like this. It'll be Jocelyn's like, ha! <laughs> Next door. <laughs> I do that. It just comes Not all the time. Like, it happens. Did, did Joss choke mid, mid-chuckle? I'm sorry. I'll try to work on the fade out on my laugh, yeah. Pete. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the hard cut on the laughter is because, because having two comics in the room... One always has to talk over the other one to add on to the joke. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What? Why, I don't know what, what are you ta- talking ta- about? Please. Please. We never. I don't, dude, Pete, we're professionals. But when they add the good joke in the laugh, it's good. When they add the bomb in the laugh, it's hard to cut. <laughs> right, so you're like, she's laughing. Brandon said something really stupid. Leave it in or cut it. That's why do I, why can't bottom. I be the laugher? Sometimes. Hey, <laughs> it's either you, Jaws. It's either you, Jaws, or Syl. But someone will, will, will kill the joke. No, 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 no. Comes, when it comes to stupid and killing jokes, that only falls on the shoulders of Jaws and I. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh, I've done honest. it. I've done it. Well, we know, but no, we're talking about we're talking about volume. We're talking about people who can take the joke yeah. and keep going. We're with talking it. about volume, Pete. Nobody's laughing. Next story. No, no, that was that wasn't a joke. Fucker. Let me do this. That wasn't a joke. Segway. Next story. Nobody knows if I just did an edit. <laughs> Study shows listening to metal. Study shows listening to metal reduces anxiety, blood pressure, and heart rate. This story is great because me and Mr. Valari, oh, my I interview like here that. from Brand of Sacrifice, we talk about this in our interview uh, before the story even came out. That's how life works, people. Anyway, so this is what a – here, I'm going to give you some, some stuff because I don't want to go into it. Veraclinic.net, a hair transplant company, conducted this interview. Okay. Uh, and the doctor, Dr. Alvin Muss, who led the study, commented the re- the, on the results of this. The results may seem surprising on first ins- inspection, but medically, they make a lot of sense. 80s pop hits could have positive nostalgia attached for them for many people, and their upbeat, party-like sounds can induce the release of endorphins and serotonin into the brain, both increasing feelings of happiness and calm. That makes sense, right? In terms of heavy metal, I observed that angry music can help listeners process their feelings and as a result, led to a greater well-being. I want to rip out your insides and fuck them alive. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Processing. I'm processing. I will walk the dog, dog, you know, with the most insane shit. I'll listen to the new brand of sacrifice. And I mean, peace until he shits and I got to pick it up. Peace. You're talking about the singer? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about brand See, of sacrifice. See, that's one of those moments where you didn't get the joke, so yeah. you can't pick up the joke, so you can't ruin the joke. So I can edit it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who has last call? God, it sucks. This I hate guy. it. It's weird. God, I hate it so much. It's like the squarest bully. It's like being bullied by a nerd. Because Anyways, when we started, no, no, when we started this podcast, quick. I was in charge. Real quick. And now Pete's. And then you quit. Snake, I quit. Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Only to return like four days later. 
It's like, I'm done. Four days later, <laughs> ah, I want to continue. <laughs> we should have that story. Brad had to call uh, Vincent Axel and be like, hey, I'm quitting. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm quitting. And they're like, all right. We're like, all right, see you. Metal yeah. Sucks yeah. is like <laughs> Pete's doing all the work anyway. See you, bye. Pete's got yeah. it anyway. So Metal anyway. Sucks is like your like, high school sweetheart who you married, but then you like had to go have like a rum yeah. springer from. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, So real Lord. quick, you guys never, you don't feel like a calmness and anxiety go away when I want to punch things. This is what happens. Are you just angry all the time? First off, no. This I'm is, peaceful as fuck. With, this is with, what happens. The heavier it is, the more I can focus, the more the outside world is gone. Uh, I My mind will wander on Soundgarden. I just get, being honest. I get that uh, feeling when I listen to any music that I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Which I is only metal and punk. No. Only metal and punk. Okay. For the most part, what do you listen to? A uh, lot. That, yeah. So, so then you agree. Well, yeah, it's because, you're, but I, but, but I also get that feeling when He's I'm being listening. Kind to, of defensive. Yeah, I also. <laughs> you're not you better own your genre. Yeah. You better tell me what heals your anxiety. You have right a now. You have a monogamous relationship with metal, and that's it. That's you know right. I mean? like, yeah. We're. I'm an eclectic person. I listen to all genres of music, and I'm talking about blood pressure and heart rate, Jocelyn. And, I, and I'm saying that uh, I listen to all genres of music for different reasons. I like metal, like when I'm working out, and like when I'm driving, and like. Let me tell you something, then, okay? Okay. Techno is the genre Lisa. Effective at reducing anxiety, with seventy-eight percent of its respondents reporting an increase in blood pressure when listening to it. Ns, 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 yeah, well, that's do shit. I have a deep V on or chest hair? No, I don't listen to techno. She's got a point. There is both. no deep I've got V. Both of those, <laughs> not on right now, <laughs> not on right now. But like, I own deep V's and chest hair though. I, I got know. chest hair. You got a little I'm, bit. I'm not, you almost yeah. just showed us. <laughs> I almost pulled down my he shirt to be like, yeah. we're not fronting on yeah, chest hair. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, settle out, settle down, Borat. Yeah, we get yeah, it. You're hairy. We know. Oh, no, Lord. I, I, probably, I probably have equal to Sasha Baron Cohen. I, I, <laughs> I generally don't listen to a lot of country. I used to when I was younger, but I don't listen to a lot of country, and I don't listen to a lot of techno. So I want to know, and here's the thing. Well, mm-hmm. All the people that were don't listening. Don't ask questions. Okay, done. There you go. And that's what happens with every story. <laughs> that's every single study. Because that's every study. I, b- I want the listeners to believe you guys read the stories before I say these things to you. So don't ask questions. Why? Do you want them to believe that? They know we don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not stupid. <laughs> and yes, ask questions. I want mysticism. They know us now. Yes. This many years in, they think we're doing extracurricular reading. They're not listening to and this yes, podcast. You should ask questions, even when it, when any study, any study that is like you're like, all right, well, you know, we we pulled a hundred people. That's supposed to be represent the whole world. A hundred people that you pulled. All right, these hundred people like metal, but we also played the EDM. They for pulled the- fifteen hundred forty from the ages of eighteen and sixty-five. Okay. Yes. See, there you go. That's now, it. Now, Fifteen hundred and forty people. Yes. And There's billions of people on there. I play heavy metal. My grandma has a panic attack. The and they're, they're like, yes. this lowers your blood pressure. It's like See, five generations. See, and here's the thing. And this is the thing. It's metal enthusiasts like Pete that's like, don't don't ask questions. Don't about ask questions. Study. No, no, just just go blindly. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Next story. Yeah. Uh, see? Now that we now that we pointed out how much of an authoritarian Pete power. is. Yes, look at him. It's fucking Stalin over here. Got his corporate uniform on. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fucking man right now. Joseph Spalin. Some punk you are. It's Spalin. Since everybody knows you guys don't read the stories ahead of time, let me ask you a question. Please. Marilyn Manson last week. We talked about it in detail. Never Not a happy episode. Not a lot of laughter. <laughs> we had to break down all the abuse allegations. Yikes. This week, we're not talking about that, even though there's more. We're letting it go. 
We already talked about it. We're, Go we're listen now, last week of our opinion. Now we've already talked about it, but there's more. No, there's no, no, no. This is. I, I didn't share my opinion, which was. Didn't we already know this? Okay. Okay. That's okay. That was which is true. Our opinion now, too. now. Now everybody knows Jocelyn doesn't listen to the show when she's not on. I don't. <laughs> she's, she's got shit to do. Okay. So did Marilyn Manson's music streams and sales rise or fall? Rise. Anytime you get into the anytime what you, do you get think, into Joss? he the, says rise. I think they fell. They rose. Of course they rose. Really? They're, anytime anytime somebody do R. Kelly's album sales rose Bro, crazy as soon as No, no, I'm yeah, not saying I'm just I'm saying not, it's the guy, anytime some kind of nefarious act or any artist that is involved in that, everybody immediately runs to the streaming. And that's the thing with streaming. It's not like they're buying. They're just streaming. So they're like, what's this guy's music sound like? Mm. And, and then they sales, go back. Yeah, and, and sales rose. Just okay, so you know. and sales rose. But again, it's like because now mm-hmm. anything any something like especially when you come out and you with these accusers, that's been that's been rolled into the political thing. So now people that are on the opposite side of this, like, you know, opposite side of the the finger pointing and the and the Me Too and all this other stuff, it's like they're like, Well, now we gotta support our boy. And that's pretty much what it is now, dude. It's like anytime somebody's reached the top of this 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 mountaintop, and anytime they are involved in any kind of controversy, you're gonna sell. I We're, think you're also forgetting there's probably a huge faction of his fan base. There's rabid fans that for are guys into like, that. that that are guys like Marilyn Manson that are gonna go out and be like, "I'm buying all the albums again just to prove a point." That's my point. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. It's like we, it, as a culture, We're, we have we have backed people up into a corner that even if your so-called hero is fucking up, you're like, "I don't care. I still got a back." And him. also, that tainted love cover is fire. It is. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that video, though, right? <laughs> that video. I mean, it was basically a not another teen movie preview. That's what it was. Yeah. But uh, uh, <laughs> it kind of threw me up. In, in a culture that people love to hate, this is a hate culture. We, or, I mean, where we love to hate people and shit on them. Uh, anytime people get legitimately reasons, I don't want to say to hate, but legitimate reasons to be questioned and stuff like that, the opposition will rise in support. As Brandon's saying, that's something that's new in culture. Um, but so what ends up happening is that the, the hate side hates more. You know, they're they're yeah. double down on the hate. Nobody buy this stuff. But unfortunately, it always backfires. That's that's maybe a B. I just feel there's no bad press anymore. That's all that's press. Really, for me, I think it people is. didn't even realize that mm-hmm. he put out a new record. They're like, what the fuck? What what did Evan Rachel? What's it? Ah, I'm gonna go buy his record. I really feel like there's a large majority and of people. That honestly, that. for yeah. me, that and I'm not saying like somebody gets accused of assault, and I'm like, well, what have they put out recently? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but a lot of the time, it's <laughs> like <laughs> you, you you generally don't think about them, and then any press makes you research and then yeah. you're like oh they have two oh, new yeah. albums i love what their is... old stuff let me so go listen to see if this stuff some of it yeah. isn't even in like on purpose malicious i think some of it is to pete's point any press is good press because we're humans we're curious the reason we love true crime the reason we love gossip the reason we love you know our neighbor's drama is because we're humans and we're curious yeah real quick before we get into our interview with michael leo valeria brand of sacrifice 2021 rock and roll hall of fame inductions include Iron Maiden, Rage Against the Machine, and the Foo Fighters. Come on. Okay. Are Great. we not going to be okay with this? I The only reason I'm not okay with it is because, number one, Rage and fucking Iron Maiden should have been put in 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. First off, Rage hasn't been around that long. You have to have the cutoff point. They is should have anticipated. You have banned for 25 years oh. in order to even get nominated. Oh, right. So Rage and Foo Fighters just like almost immediately got in. What's okay. the definition so, of right. active? All right. 
like I don't know putting out I mean touring touring I think I think the first record Rage's first record came out 29 years ago they got skipped over twice and Foo Fighters first record came out in 94 so they got skipped over once but I'm just saying it's like it's a crime that those bands would get skipped over and it's an even a bigger crime when a foundational band like fucking Iron Iron Maiden Maiden. are you kidding me and then when you look at some of the people that have gotten in way before him and this is like and again this is I, a tough thing, the Rock I'm, and Roll Hall look, of Fame. I'm I, not saying it's good, but you have to pick I am from not every one of these, genre. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I am not one of these people that goes rock over hip-hop. No, hip-hop is definitely rock and roll. I'm sorry. Before they had a name for it, it was fucking rock and roll. And the attitude is rock and roll, everything about it. Yep. I might not be my style of music that I run to, but it is rock and roll. My thing is, is when you look at a band, like, I, th- I was upset a few years ago when... Um, who was it? Uh, uh, Jane's Addiction didn't get in and Tupac got in first ballot. Not saying Tupac doesn't deserve it, but Jane's Addiction, the music, that whole Southern California sound. The influence. The influence. Yeah. was all, Every band will tell you, they all, even Red Hot Chili Peppers, will all tell you they Jane's had- Addiction was that band that changed all of music. So that there's that. You're trying to tell me, ask every heavy metal band that started post-1980, and they will all tell you Iron Maiden was the band. There was Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, and Judas Priest. They're not those, those, yeah, And that's what I'm saying. Well, have they had a ballot yet? No, I mean, they're on the ballot. Yeah, they, they're That's what I'm getting at. So it's like, why aren't these three foundational bands? Go ahead, talk to Foo Fighters. Go ahead, talk to Rage Against the Machine. Who are the bands that got you started? They're all going to say Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. I am going to disagree with your Tupac versus Jane's addiction thing. I do understand that they were a very, very revolutionary band for those two records. Uh, but they're, they're, they don't have the same impact that Tupac had on culture and music. Very so true. It's not even close. Like I, I mean, I just again, think- they had a, they had an impact on the California music scene, and they are a phenomenal band. And I do like Jane's Addiction, but like the comparison of those two is is really weird. It's like saying almost like a pseudo underground popular band for like five or six years that has gotten popular with time to an icon from the jump. It's, but, it's very, very weird that you're, you made that comparison. See, but I also look at Tupac as manufactured. Yeah. You know, like Tupac was a uh, Tupac was marketing. You know what I mean? Get this good looking guy with abs. Get out there. Who can gr- act. Yeah. Who can act. Get out there and talk about Who's thug smart. shit. Yeah. Talk about thug shit. And then because he died young, people want to make it out like he's this. It's, it's like, dude, he died young. Yeah, I'm a biggie uh, stan. So, I mean, you're, t- you're preaching to the choir over here. I, I, you know what? You can say the same I argument. I think Pac about, is overrated. I, I think so. you can say the same thing about Nirvana. He died young. But what that iconic status, death or not, Tupac has it. It's you, not even you, you are right. You are right. So you could say, oh, his music sucks to me. I think, but I To I the world of music, saying, Tupac is I'm much more saying, important than Chain's Addiction. I see your point. It'd be one thing if Tupac was this revolutionary lyricist. And yeah, and he was This amazing rapper versus Jane's Addiction who had an influential original sound in rock there's th- that holds a different weight than I than iconic fame status I think I get what you're saying it's like and that's what I'm saying and I and and, and I so, understand so again you guys have to pick between critical acclaim and, and, and there actual you go. success and there you so go. Who, who who's more important the critics I, or the people the people there you probably, go well so Tupac crushes Jane's Addiction but when you're t- so wait when you're talking the people though like what people are you talking the to the people who bought his records do you want to compare the record sales the consumer <laughs> is what he's saying yeah. You want to compare the record sales? Diamond records on Tupac. Jane's Addiction might have two platinum. Okay, maybe. All I'm saying is, is why, why is Judas Priest not in? Why is Iron Maiden oh, just not getting it? We just he jumped. He jumped like, to something we're my not. My point's wrong. Yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, gonna... So let me go to this new <laughs> no, point. I point, agree with you on Judas my Priest. My point. My point is not wrong. All I'm saying <laughs> is, is like, stop trying to. Uh, what I hate the most about the the Hall of Fame is. 
I don't understand why there are bands that have gotten in that have taken like 20 years. Like, look, man, if you weren't if you weren't such top of mind awareness and there's bands that are getting in 15, 20 years later, it is kind of a slap in the face. I'm sorry. I feel disrespected that it took Iron Maiden this long to get in. I feel disrespected as a a fan of rock music, as a fan of metal music. It's like you're telling me that what I like doesn't matter when I have seen DVDs of those guys playing stadiums in front of hundreds of thousands well, of people. Well, their discography speaks for itself. Yes, and you're trying to tell me, and you're trying to tell me that that certain uh, artists don't matter more, and it's it, it just drives me insane. I can't stand it. I hate it. I think it's a status symbol that we put too much shit into, you know, like it's, we a, do. it's the same thing with MVPs in sports, you know, 90% of the time, the player I think should get the MVP doesn't get you're, it. You're right. Listen, you know, I'm happy that Iron Maiden gets to be on that stage and perform those songs and on, on usually it's on HBO. I'm happy that rage will do something. And, and the FUFA, I, I, I don't look at all the, but what about, but what about, but what about, but what about all I know is that hey, a band that I love is getting some credit from an institution that matters for some reason. I'm not going to say it matters to me. And I do agree with the Jews. I do. I agree with a lot of things, but I'm also, I, I don't, I've never been there. I don't know how hard it would be for a job for me to pick these goddamn ballots, especially because I am a metal and rock guy. How, how many hip hop artists I would ignore. How many yeah. <laughs> like pop artists I'd be like, eh, you know, Madonna, she can get in later. Uh, I'm going to put kiss in first ballot. Yeah. I don't know. So this is not an easy job. The bottom line is, is that, Although they haven't done us right by Judas Priest, who needs to get in there. They got Iron Maiden finally. I'm happy to see this. Last year's show was like nothing for me. The year before was like Bon Jovi. It's like I'm not into it. You know, there was like a Nine Inch Nails one, uh, one of those years. But the point is, now I got three bands that I love that I get to see get on that stage. And if I ever visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which if I if I was around, I might it's consider. Great. It's I, great. I would consider... I would be glad to see some memorabilia by these three bands. So with that, Brandon was wrong. No, I'm always right. Hard eight. Hard eight opinion. Hard eight opinion. Pay attention. Before our interview, New Orleans' I Hate God is the snarling, bileless sound of dead-end America. Since 1988, they've been a soundtrack for the troubled masses. Pitchfork dubbed them the quintessential Southern sludge band. Rolling Stone said they are one of America's greatest live bands, and Thrasher said they are true musical pioneers in every sense of the word. Anyone familiar with I Hate God's story knows this is a survivor's music, a sound unto itself where Sabbathan riffs are meted out with a caustic anger that goes beyond punk. That's been the blueprint since guitarist Jimmy Bauer, also of Nala Supergroup Down, if you guys don't know, founded the band in 1988 with vocalist Michael Nine Williams joining not long after. With a discography, including sludge punk mainstays like In the Name of Suffering from 1990, Take As Needed for Pain in 93, Dope Sick in 96, and Confederacy of Ruined Lives in 2000. And don't forget 2014's self-titled album released in the U.S. through Housecore Records. I Hate God laid the cracked foundation for their infamous and influential sound. Gary Matter is the band's bass player, and Aaron Hill is now on drums. A history of nomadic behavior is their new record, guys, and it's coming out March 12th. Make sure you're pre-ordering it. Once again, I Hate God's A History of Nomadic Behavior, March 12th. Make sure you're pre-ordering it. With that, guys, let's jump into my interview with Michael Leo Valeri of Brand of Sacrifice. 
Everybody, what's going on? Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I have Leo from Brand of Sacrifice, and we're here to talk about the new record, Lifeblood. It's coming out March 5th. Now, Leo, the first thing that I noticed uh, when I got the record is that there is a lot of guest spots on here. You guys, you got a lot of people to, to help contribute to the, to the sophomore release. Now, tell me about all the guest spots and how you got all those people on there. Yeah, so I think we tried to approach the guest spots a little bit differently, like we almost wrote the songs that the guests are on sort of for them in some ways. Like uh, we have Tyler Shelton from Traders. His song fits him perfectly. We have Eric from I Prevail, Ben Dewar. Um, we have Frankie from Amur. Uh Yeah, I, I mean, I think we just kind of wanted to narrow down um, our guests based on who we actually like and who we listen to and maybe choose some guests that are a little bit out of the box. Because I think, you know, like vocalists like Ben Dewar from Shadow of Intent, that's a given, right? Because, mm. you know, he's in our genre. I think Shadow of Intent is kind of our brother band in a way. Um, but, you know, maybe some of the X factors like Eric or Frankie might be a little bit different, might be, you know, a little bit unexpected, um, especially Eric, because, I mean, that's a completely different genre of metal. Um, and he did a great job. But, yeah, I, I think it was less about, like getting somebody on a song for clout so to say and more so getting folks who can add to the tune you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely but it also shows the brotherhood which i really like um mm -hmm. dur during this time um when a lot of bands are touring and all that stuff to to kind of collaborate you know i think it shows that there's like a, a lot of people that want to do things together so i do think it's great yes. on every every function was that maybe uh, another reason that you're like, hey, let's see who's available right now because of uh, everybody kind of being stalled this last year. Well, I guess um, I guess the opportunity was there, right? Because <laughs> people weren't doing too much. Yeah. Um, but I think you know whether or not we would have been in a pandemic situation, I think uh, the same folks probably would have ended up on the record one way or another. We would have liked to have made them happen. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great that we could make that connection, but I think there was also just a genuine desire to work together. Um, so, yeah, I, either way, I think they would have happened. Yeah. So the way the origin story of the band for the fans that might not know, can you tell? Can you go through that real quick? Because this is your guys' sophomore release. God Hand yeah. just blew us away um, right away, and a lot of that, that Thanks, record man. was. Uh, oh, you're very welcome. A lot of that record <laughs> was written, if I'm not mistaken, kind of uh, apart for you guys. Is that correct? Yeah, so, all right, well, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the origin story, you know, Brand of Sacrifice was never really meant to be a serious project, which is kind of funny because, you know, I think back in 2018, 2019, it really started to take off, but it was meant to be sort of a side project for fun. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but before we were working on Brand of Sacrifice, we had a project called The After Image, which was sort of like a, proggy metalcore type band and i was in and out of that band for like four or five years and the rest of the guys were in and out and uh we just didn't see a whole lot of success doing that and i think you know around the time brand of sacrifice was started we were all feeling a little down about music in general like a lot of us were thinking about qu calling it quits actually and kyle reached out to me um back in 2018 and i wasn't really tuned into the music scene at the time and was like yeah, man, I want to write something super heavy just for fun. And I was like, well, why the hell not? Like, I'm not really contributing to the scene in any way right now. Might as well, you know, get my hands dirty and get back into it. And 
funnily enough, the first song we wrote together was Eclipse, and that absolutely popped off out of nowhere. And um, I think, you know, from there, we just saw a ton of momentum for the project. And um, we decided that, you know, maybe it's time for us to make a career move here and make this more of a career band rather than something that's just on the side. Um, and so far, it's been really great. And we, we did write a lot apart. We write basically everything apart. Like, I'm Canadian, but I don't live in Canada. The rest of the guys do. And I do the bulk of the production and mixing and songwriting instrumentally. Um, so most of our writing and production se sessions are over the internet, um, which has kind of worked out in the pandemic, right? Yeah, but it's also, like you said, it's kind of how you guys have uh, the origin of the band in a lot of ways. So it's kind of, yeah. I, I feel the chemistry, however it's done in modern times, I think the chemistry is the chemistry. That's it. And uh, Yeah, the goal was to write something super heavy, but like, you know, you can't help but let some of the previous influences sort of find their way in, <laughs> like whether it's intentional or not, they kind of just end up in there. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think just the intention was to write something crazy heavy with the interstice and God hand was kind of the tester because, uh, like you said, you know, brand of sacrifice has a lot of different, uh, elements on their own that kind of make their way into the songs. And we put that record out there just to see what the reception would be to a sound like that. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of helped us find our way, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And now the one thing that I think um, I, I read when I first heard about you guys is like, can they pull this off live? You guys did perform in the Summer Slaughter Tour. But was it yes. a challenge to, because the way you guys were writing the songs, was it a challenge to perform all, all this stuff live because of all the, the different elements that you have as a band? Uh, I, I don't know if it is any more of a challenge than it would be for like, any other metalcore band or any other band with like backtrack backtracks with synths and symphonic elements or anything like that. Um, I, I think, you know, luckily for us, we have members that are super talented and, you know, good at their instruments. Um, and I, I think some of those more synthetic elements that, you know, can't be played live, obviously are going to be played on the back end. But, you know, when it comes to some of the fancier guitar work and the drums, um, Again, we're lucky enough to have folks who really are just masters of their craft. I mean, Kyle is an absolute beast. He's probably one of the best extreme metal vocalists out there, has a great stamina. Um, Liam's a great guitarist. Uh, I personally don't tour a lot. Like, the only tour I've done with Brand of Sacrifice was the European run we did with Rings back in early 2020, I guess, at this point, <laughs> over a year. Um, but, you know, I, I try to practice as much as I can when we're going out on the road and yeah, it's really not as difficult as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> For me, when I heard all the sounds, I'm like, there's just, it's so heavy. There's so much going on. Like, can this translate? I have not gotten, I have not gotten to see you guys live, but I, my excuse is, you know, probably the pandemic, um, which sure. is pretty good. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as far as like, uh, as far as that, when the band first started, a lot of touring wasn't going to be part of the game, but now. Is it something mm -hmm. when, when, when it starts back up, are you going to tour a lot more, do you feel? Or do you feel it's just going to be kind of the same, the same way it was for God Hand? Yeah, I, I think we're going to be hitting the ground running mm -hmm. as much as we can. Like, um, you know, when the band first started, again, like you said, touring wasn't really part of the equation because it wasn't something we were taking seriously. But, um, you know, we got the Summer Slaughter opportunity and that really gave us a chance to kind of figure out what real touring actually was. Um, and I think the guys are really comfortable on the road. In fact, you know, when the pandemic first hit, um, they were feeling a little bit down about it because that 
was their life for, you know, six or seven months. We had been touring really hard. We did Summer Slaughter. We did the Rings Run in North America. We did Shadow of Intense, Headliner, and then we went to Europe. And then all of a sudden, like, that lifestyle that you grow accustomed to, it's very fast-paced and it's a lot of work, but um, it's something you get used to really quickly. And when it's taken away from you, you know, that can definitely take a little bit of a toll. So I think, um, you know, we've done a good job of adapting to sort of this new, um, you know, idea of leaning into digital as our main channel. But, you know, everybody wants to get back out on the road and, and do it as much as we can because that's where they really thrive. And it, and it is like with your guys's upswing, like at the start of a career, I think a lot of bands that are that uh, every band I think has been hurting, obviously, over this last year. But if you've been a little more established, um, you don't lose momentum. Um, and that's something sure. that, that that I feel like you guys had this big momentum and it's still going on. But personally, because you're not on the road, did that kind of did you guys feel like, oh, man, we're losing out on something right now? Did you have that feeling at all during this pandemic? Um. Maybe briefly. I mean, the funny thing about Brand of Sacrifice is I think we kind of take more of a youthful approach to the way we connect to our fans. And what I mean by that is, like, we've always had kind of a, a digital-first mentality. Like, we're super active and super leaned in on socials. We have uh, a fan club that we're, you know, constantly interacting with our fans, in, and that's, you know, on socials, and we have an email list and all that. So I think... You know, we, we were lucky in a sense that we positioned ourselves really well to kind of continue that path to momentum, even in the midst of a tragedy like the pandemic, um, because we were so leaned in. So I think, you know, there's obviously um, like a very personal aspect to being out on the road and being able to meet people face to face and chat and all that, um, which I think we're missing. But I don't think it slowed down the momentum because, you know, we, we put ourselves in a position where we could thrive in an environment like that. Yeah, perfect. No, it's, that's true, man. That's very true. And I think a lot of bands can learn from that because at this point, we now know that something like this can occur, that there has to be something yeah. to keep everybody. Before, like I said, I think we were all blindsided. Oh, we never thought this would stop. But now that we know, I think that, that it, it does make the machine and like people just think of different ways. And I do think that's always positive. It's always positive to be proactive in some way. Um, yeah, man. And, and like the industry has completely changed mm, now. Yeah. Like in terms of finding that connection with, with your fans, like it, it's more about what you do in that digital medium now more than it ever has been before. Because historically it's just been like you go out on the road and you meet people uh, and you make that connection there. But like, you know, if you look at a medium like TikTok, the people who are fans of influencers are fans of those people as people. And like, you know, the way I think about it is like, well, why are bands no different or why, why are bands different than that? They're not, they're not any different. So, um, I think that's, you know, one thing we learned from spending so much time researching those mediums, especially during the pandemic, cause we've had all this time is like, well, how do we continue to make that meaningful connection with the fans outside of just playing music? And I think, you know, that's been really important. This album cycle is, is to make sure that, you know, people know who we are and know that we like to interact with the people who listen to us and support us. And there are multiple ways to do that, even if they're feeling alone and they're not able to go out to a show. And that's, and that's kind of new too, because there used to be, um, not used to be, but I think there's some bands and some artists that want that mysticism, like, okay, you can't reach me, mm. but that's not really an option. I think a viable way to promote yourself these days. Do you agree? Like you have to be out there. You have to be open. You have to be able to embrace, whoever wants to kind of talk to you these days. Do you feel that way or no? 
Yeah, you know, I think you have a point. Like that that whole idea of mystery and mysticism that has definitely been a thing for a long time. Mm. Um, and you know, I don't know if you know my band members would agree with me, but I personally think that like that isn't always the right approach for a growing band because. Again, people want to know who you are, and people want to know that you care more than than they ever have before. Um, and there's a big been a big shift in the industry that way. So, you know, I think for for brand, we've sort of had this boots on the ground approach that's worked for us because we've been able to say like, hey, you know, we're super glad you like our music, but you don't necessarily have to put your favorite bands up on a pedestal. Like we're just like you. We like to talk. We like to form relationships, things like that. So I think you know. Um, especially for a growing band like us and other bands in our position, it's it's been super important not to be mysterious in that sense and maybe be a little more mysterious when it comes to putting out releases um, and putting out music videos. We put out this really um, compelling trailer, almost like a movie trailer, where you didn't really know what was going to happen when the song was released. Uh, and then when it came out, you know, it was met with great reception. And I think that that sort of mysticism you know played a role in that mm. um but you know we always try to keep it you know personal and 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 make that connection with our fans on a different level uh rather than sort of pull away and be mysterious and whatnot and with that i think there is a in modern times that i've seen more and more is that there's an accountability to you guys as individuals as a band as a collective um that i don't think it it was part of bands in, in the past. Like you have to be a decent human being, uh, in well, order yeah. to, to thrive. <laughs> well, I, yeah, before I, I, the more, you know, the more you learn, the more people didn't have to be that way, but, and right. access to you guys or to anyone on social media kind of shows that either, either one side or the other. Do you think that is good for the music industry in, in general and for our scene to make sure that people are accountable for, you know, any kind of negativity that they're throwing out there right now? No, I, d- I don't think you're off base, mm. but I'm probably not in the best position to speak on mm. how other artists feel about it. I, I mean, I know for us, um, with with Lifeblood, we, we, we tried to take more of a positive approach lyrically, like more of an uplifting type of message. Um, and I, I think when you're, you know, when you're a metal band or you're, you're dealing with alt-rock or whatnot, there's always going to be this idea of rebellion. Um, but... I, I guess there is sort of a responsibility that bands have um, to at least be perceived as responsible human beings. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think we've sort of taken a different approach when it comes to lifeblood. Like when you listen to the lyrics, it's almost about, you know, battling your demons and overcoming negativity rather than like, oh, I'm going to rebel or, you know, fuck these people. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're onto something there, but I'm probably not. Again, I'm probably not the best person to ask about that. Totally, <laughs> I don't have too many opinions about it. Totally understand. Not a, not a problem at all, my man. So one thing I did want to bring up that I loved about the promotion of this new one uh, is sure. that you guys are offering a fan to win a PS5. Now, yeah, do, do you have a PS5 yourself? So I personally don't. Okay, uh, but the band bought one specifically to give away. Dude, I can't find one. No, nah, that's on the same like, way. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> but think about that fed base out there. They they bought one for you guys ahead of time. That's that's yeah. thinking ahead. But tell us about uh, how how they can win that and the whole idea behind it. Yeah. So Kyle is actually the genius behind it. Um, he he had the great idea. You know, everybody, we're gonna put some money together. We're gonna find a PlayStation Five somehow. And when we get it, 
We're going to put our album art, uh, album art on it, and then we're going to give it away to, uh, to someone. And, and basically, how you can win it is if you pre-order Lifeblood on Indie Merch, either by buying a CD or a vinyl, and that can be like by itself or in a bundle, um, you're entered for a chance to win. And we have like a bunch of free options, too. Like You can follow our socials. Um, you can send us a message as to like what, what the songs mean to you and whatnot. But yeah, we just thought it would be really great because like there's a ton of crossover, I think, between metalheads and gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like folks who like anime and I, I, I don't know if you're how tuned in you, you are to Brand of Sacrifice, but um, we take our name from the anime Berserk. Um, but even that type of audience, like chances are if you if you watch that stuff, you're probably into gaming, too, because there's like very similar lore in some of these games but um he was just like yeah like it would be a a, a great idea it would be an awesome way to give back to our supporters by giving away this awesome console so like on march 4th we're gonna do a big youtube event um where we're gonna stream our album live and just kind of hang out with people and then at the very end we're gonna do a live drawing and give it away it's gonna be so sick i can't wait no i think it's gonna be awesome and so just so fans know you guys go to uh youtube brand of sacrifice is that is that yep yep and then yeah, if you just type in brand of sacrifice on YouTube, first thing that comes up, I think is our bands. So yes. You can just click on that. Subscribe. It's free. That's where we're going to be giving it away on March 4th guys. So everybody pay yep. attention. Cause I think it's going to be, go- I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to win it, but I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, I don't know if that's like a, I got kids, man. They want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Go ahead. man. <laughs> if I win it, I'll tell everybody, Hey guys, it wasn't an inside thing. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell nobody. It's not fixed. This is this is mysticism. You're not going to know. I'm going to do the opposite of what I just said. I'm not going to be open, right? So, but uh, be responsible. Be, be responsible. Be accountable. Yes, it's very important. I do. Like that's the thing is I do feel like you know that's a dangerous slope all all day for um, people to 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 get judged or or be judged for anything. But I also feel. There's a, a middle ground that we need to find mm. uh, as a scene. Is is when I bring that up. That's kind of where it's, I do feel like we want to be surrounded with good people, and we don't want to be mistaken for, you know, uh, kind of evil sides of things. If that makes sense, and um, I, I hate that part that sometimes people yeah. do that if they see me wearing a t-shirt. You know, I hate that part of like being judged in a in a, in a hateful way. But that's all I was like, kind of bringing up because I think a lot of the younger bands have changed completely the direction and the future. And that's the most important thing about our genre is regenerating. And you guys are kind of part of that. And I really, that's what, when I see well, thank you. everything like that, it's, it's really a positive and nothing but positive is coming out of that. And it's really good. But I think that also there's a, us being aware, like I feel like people are aware of that. So um, the thing that you did bring up earlier that I definitely wanted to talk about was the animal sure. music video. Um, okay, yeah. Tell me the concept, everything, how it came from start to end of uh, when you guys were like, all right, because you first released, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I do apologize, Demon King first, then Lifeblood, yep. the, the song came out just in a, a visualizer, so it wasn't like a music video, but it was great. Right. And then recently, the most recent one was Animal, which is kind of like the storytelling awesome you know, video. Yes. Um, so tell us about how we got there. Yeah, so when we were writing the record, that song, Animal, kind of stood out as like the the single you know, like if you're going to listen to Lifeblood, that's the first song uh, like you're, you're going to hear if you're checking it out for the first time. Like it just stands out as this very songy deathcore song. <laughs> um, and it's unique from the rest of the album in that sense, too. So, you know, it's almost like the pop song of the record. It's very structured. 
Um, I'm not saying it's not interesting, but you know, the, it's it's a little bit more streamlined and straightforward than what you would find later on on the album or whatever. Um, but when we wrote that song, we were like, yeah, this is the one. This one needs some sort of insane marketing or production when we put it out because we think it's special. So um, we worked with director Joey Durango. Are you familiar with him? No, I'm not, sort but of- I know he did the first video as well. So tell, tell us yeah. more about him as well because, yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, he's awesome. He's He's been doing it for a while. Like, uh, I think he's worked with bands like Lorna Shore, mm. Traders, a bunch of others. Um, but, you know, we found him because he did uh, the v- music video for Immortal, uh, Lorna Shore song. Um, and we thought it was really high quality and awesome. So when we reached out to him, he actually came up with this idea of, like, doing the whole samurai warrior kind of thing, kind of theme that we stuck with. Um, and we thought it was awesome. He wrote out a whole script. He got these amazing actors and actresses, choreographers for the stunts and the sword fighting. Um, and he shot all of this himself. And it, it, it just came out incredible. Um, but actually shooting this mu- music video was a huge challenge because, again, most of our band members live in Canada and we shot everything here in the States. Um, so, you know, with the pandemic and the borders closing down, it, it, it basically our shot or our shoots just kept getting delayed and delayed. Um, but we eventually flew down to Philly um, and we found this really cool Japanese style mansion in like the boondocks in Philly somewhere. Um, and we filmed out there. The guy who owns the house was super awesome and cool with us, like stomping around and blasting our music while we were filming. But um, yeah, Joey just put together this awesome story. Um, it's almost it's not really a revenge story, but it's about like a couple of warriors fighting off this villain and eventually um, one of the villains uh, not goons but one of one of the villains peers turns on him and um, it just fit really well lyrically I think Um, you know like not turning to the dark side not becoming an animal overcoming your demons um, things like that and it just ended up being this spectacle like I I have never seen anything like he did such an incredible job Um, so I was super stoked on it I think um, you know, the fans really liked it too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And I, I thought it was, it turned out fantastic. Great job, uh, all the way around. Thank so you. definitely people, you, you find Joey Durango and you tell him great job on this video. It's fantastic, yeah, but make sure you guys check out the video cause it, it is great. But yeah, that's, that, that was a question I had is that with the limitations, it seemed like it was all done almost like in a studio setting, but this was a house, which is even cooler. Um, for the most part, or did he have to do two shoots in different areas? Yeah, so he is based in Florida, so mm. I think he did all the story work down there. Down there, gotcha. Like, like we were getting uh, rough cuts of the footage before we had even shot the performance piece of the video, um, which was interesting. But yeah, so all the performance stuff came last because, um, like, I think initially we were supposed to shoot in like August 2020, and we ended up shooting in October. Was it October or November? Um, it just kept getting pushed back, but we got it done. And it turned out awesome, I think. Yes, fantastic. Now, th- there's another question that I kind of had is that, did you write these songs during the pandemic or was this something that you guys had to hold off on before you can release just because the music industry was shifting around? Yeah, we wrote it all during the pandemic. All of, yeah. all of it, cool. Yeah, so that, 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 I think that's a great, great thing. to. That's the perfect timing for a band to be like, all right, we can write a record now because we got nothing else going on. Uh, as Basically. far as yeah, tour, <laughs> as far as touring and stuff, yeah. So that that's that's right. great news. So um, now, with with this being your guys' second record, we have 
we're not sure when the touring is going to start, but you guys are definitely going to tour these songs. We know that when it is safe for everybody, fans and you guys alike. Yes. Um, with that, um, all kind of in the back of your head now, and and it seeming not too far away. Have you guys yep. talked about doing some sort of streaming thing, or are you just going to wait this out till we can get to that touring time? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because we we actually were planning something like that mm-hmm. um, last year, but you know, once we started hearing stuff about the vaccines and all that, we kind of thought like maybe we just wait it out because it seems like it's kind of getting a little oversaturated. Like ever, everybody's doing it now. Um, and I think if it, like we want, um, our next live show, whenever that's going to be, we want it to be really special because it's kind of going to be a comeback show with these brand new songs, new image, new sound. Um, and I, I, I don't think we want it to get lost in the noise, not saying that, you know, bands shouldn't do it or it's not special or anything because I think it's awesome that bands are doing it. But, um, I don't know, like it also, again, it also makes it hard because, you know, uh, we would probably film it here in the states, and it's like impossible to coordinate that right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. you're you're yeah. right, dude. When when tours start, it's gonna be like this big group hug, just smiles. Right, it's gonna be like the exactly. happiest environment. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm fingers crossed. I can't wait. Uh, it's Me gonna, too, man. It's gonna be. I'm it's dying. Be yeah, yeah. I've I've said it so many times. I'm like, I you never thought like a year and a half of your life would just go away without seeing a show like face to face i've you know i never you just it's like somebody said that to me 10 years ago I'm like, what are you talking about it makes no sense you know but like Dude, it's crazy did you know in australia live shows are still like thriving over there i heard about new zealand doing a festival with maybe them. it was new zealand oh yeah no it could have been australia too my family all lives out there so i can check with okay. them but uh i heard in new zealand that yeah they're doing a festival no masks nothing because they closed the borders and they like yeah pretty much got it rolling again man and and, um, you know, it's, it's like, it's hard to, you have to be there to understand like all the bits and pieces of why it worked there and say why it wouldn't work where we're at. You right, know? right. Like if you're there and you see like the news is like not the same news that we deal with, you're like, okay, that's a big it's factor. Yeah. I'm assuming it's not as well. <laughs> right. So, and like the people are like, all right, we're, you know, it's just, there's all these things that like, um, I don't know. It just seems like uh, that I see that have held us back that I can easily point a finger to, and then I want to see what other countries that get a start before us did differently. But um, I don't know, man. Our personality, yeah. our personality is uh, as a as a culture, as a country, our personality is is just so two very different cultures. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's always in some sort of conflict. It seems like you know, except for yeah. when a horrible tragedy happens, which I I don't I don't know if you've been around, but like I'm in Las Vegas, so when we had that shooting a couple years ago, I never seen a community hug, love, take care of everybody, but like it shouldn't take that, you know, it shouldn't take right. that. It should. It right. Should, no, it should, I'm with. You. It should be more. So it's it's definitely possible. Don't get me wrong. I, I truly do believe that. It's just that. Yeah, hmm. I think it is. I like the the problem is like when a bunch of people lose their job, mm-hmm. so many financial hardships. Whether or not the situation was handled correctly, I I can kind of understand why there's so much division because like, you know, what else are you going to do if you're feeling helpless? But you know, I, I I'm with you. Like there there are definitely things that I think. You know, the United States probably could have done a lot better to get this under control. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is that we we all learn from some sort of 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 way of coping or dealing. And it's like, yeah, if you 
feel like this isn't my fault. And in a lot of situations, it's not people's faults because of what happened. Obviously, they're not going to be like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, sure. Then, yeah, there is there is going to be some sort of coping mechanism. That can either be positive and moving forward, or it could be really, really negative, and it could affect people's lives. And, and unfortunately, in America, from my experience, you pretty much got to figure it out in two weeks, or you're going to be way behind. Like there, it's like you can't take time off at all. It's it's a run, you know. It's it's a sprint. Yeah. It's a sprint in this country. There's not like, hey, we'll give you a break. Nobody's going to give you a break. You know, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned that. I, I didn't really think about it that way, but. Yeah, yeah. my dad told me, I, I'm a first-generation American. He came over here from the former Yugoslavia, and he told me, hey, in this country, life is movement. You stop moving, it's over. And I'm like, all right, so I just keep moving. <laughs> I think he's right. Yeah, I just keep moving. And the second I stop moving, I'm like, all right, something fell out. Something's not in line, so it's just like a complete run. And then when you <laughs> when you slow down, I mean, there's got to be, I, I'm assuming there's a part in your life where you can slow down, but like for me, I, I haven't found that. No, yet. I haven't found it either, and that's the whole. thing. Or it's passed already. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel that. Like, I, for me, and again, this is my coping me- mechanism. I feel like because I lived through like 2008 when it, that whole economic thing collapsed, yes, right. and then now we're kind of in this weird spot. We don't know what's going to happen. It's it's it's. I don't want to say it's as bad as it was then, but it seems like it's right on the cusp of maybe. And it's like yeah. every 10 years, if you have to start over, you can't stop. And a lot of the middle class in this country, 10 years is our max. And then layoffs happen and we have to start all the way over. Uh, reinvent yeah. the wheel, you know? And, and um, yeah, that's so that, that's a, the, the way I am, dude, you tell me the rules of the game, I'll play the game and I'll, and I'll, I'll be fine. But I just got to know the I'm rules. Right there with you. You're right. <laughs> I just got to know the rules. Yeah, you just got to know the rules. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like life as we know, it will probably be drastically different once things start to open up again yes uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it plays out um but i have i, I have hopes that it'll be positive change whatever it's going to be like when people start returning to work and whatnot um 100 I, I have hope there so 100 percent with you on that just so you know like and 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 dude, that's another thing about america that i will say because it sounded like i was kind of bashing it there's always positive things and there's always people yes putting out art, putting out music, putting out movies, whatever books that are going to make us not feel alone. And this is a, this is, this is why I love doing this show is because I can at least put that out there and be like, you having a bad day? Check it out. Brandon Sacrifice has got a new, so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Sacrifice's new record, Lifeblood. Check it out. Enjoy it. It's, it's heavy. warming it's my awesome. heart. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, but that's, that's, that's what it's about. So we do have yeah, access man. to that and I, and I love it. And like you said, video games, anime, it doesn't matter. You know, there's so much beautiful stuff out there that doesn't hurt others that we share with each other, you know, and, uh, and that's, that, that's really what I think is the pulse, you know? Is yeah, that, man. And that's mm. the beauty of music too. Like, mm. That's the beauty I, I of music. Think, yeah. I think that's, you know, partly why, um, I personally resonate with what Kyle wrote, um, with lifeblood just to bring it back to Brandon's yes. price, I guess. Um, like he, he kind of you know, tossed in this undertone of positivity of overcoming your demons and dealing with hard times. And I think, you know, for a guy like me, I, I struggle with some mental illness now and again, I think we all do. Mm. Um, you know, those, that type of messaging, especially in more aggressive music, um, I think it's helpful. I think it, it resonates with me personally, you know, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, you know, I, I, I can make it through whatever I'm going through and, you can do it, you know, it, it lifts you up a little bit. So I'd like to see more of that in metal, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah, I feel like we're gonna. I really do. I think so. Yeah, I feel like yeah. like like there's just like you just said, there's just going to be a lot more positive because you're right. The heavier it is for for me, and this has been my whole life. The heavier it is for me, the more peace I feel. I'm like, all right. You know, Isn't it weird? I feel this peace and it's just, well, you know, um, what's a great every time I die lyric that I say all the time, uh, life is drawn to death. Uh, silence is drawn to chaos. Like life is drawn to death. And I've always stuck with me. I'm like, yes, dude. Uh, it's, it's drawn. It's just like, I need that chaos when I'm silent, you know? I, I yeah. And it's, it's just the way I've lived my life. But, um, I think a lot of people out there re- relate to that. It's like, Hey, just give me something loud, aggressive. Let me just feel a riff, a drum beat, anything, you know. You feel and, it, man. And uh, and yeah, everything else steps away, and that's something that's a that's a beauty that we all share. Like our our heavy metal brethren out there, and uh, whatever genre you guys uh, represent, I don't care if it's punk rock, alternative rock, country, whatever, dude. If you, if you love music, is. yeah, we we're all, we all we all got something to talk about, so. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> anyways, dude, it's been a blast. I went over my 30 minutes. I do apologize. Um, oh, no worries. Yeah, just this a, is awesome, man. Just a little <laughs> I bit. I wish we could talk more. Dude, I love it. That's what it's about. And, dude, awesome. I, I, I got to tell, tell the people one more time, though, before, before I, uh, I, I let you go. Everybody, make sure you're supporting Brand of Sacrifice. Lifeblood's coming out March 5th. Pre-order it. As you know, if you go to their brandofsacrifice.com, you can get a PS5 if you pre-order yeah. it. That's a fucking deal because not only do you get a great record, you got a chance to win You know, a system that I'm going to win. I'm just being cocky. I'm going to win it, guys. I'm going to be on March 4th on YouTube, and I'm just going to somehow figure it out. <laughs> so, but, I'm kidding, of course, everybody. So, But with that, man, I want to thank you so much, dude, for calling in thank to the you, Metal man. Sucks podcast. You're very welcome. Take care.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Now! Yeah.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Yes, my-
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off the latest record from Brand of Sacrifice. That is, the, the album is called Life, but it's coming out March 5th. That track is called Animal. We talked about the music video. Go to Brand of Sacrifice on YouTube. Look up this music video. It's awesome. Second track, also off the latest record. That is the title track, Lifeblood. One more time, guys. Lifeblood is coming out March 5th. Make sure you're pre-ordering it. Check out the music videos. Third song you guys heard is from a band called Enforced. That song is called Hemorrhage. Their new album, Kill Grid, is coming out March 12th. So if you guys like that thrashy sound, kind of remind me a little bit of that Power Trip style, make sure you guys checking out that record. That's Enforced. New album's Kill Grid. It's coming out March 12th. With that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. That's all we ask for, guys. Take the time to get on your little Apple iTunes. Hit the five-star review button. No words. We don't really care. Just seeing that number rise makes us keep going, makes us keep doing this stuff. And uh, with that, everybody also got to thank you guys for listening to our other podcast, Rise to Offend, the documentary podcast. As we mentioned, we did six hours on Marilyn Manson. If you guys want to know that story from start to finish, go we've check been it talking, out. We've been saying this for a while. For a while. We should have been the one getting all the publicity <laughs> for calling it. <laughs> guys, we did Phil Anselmo. We did Peter Steele. We did Gigi Allen. We did Wendy O. Williams. We've done a lot of artists. We did, uh, you know... Um, Bill Hicks, even like a lot of guys that you guys want to check out that has offended the masses. We've done documentaries on them. Go to our other podcast. It's Rise to Offend. That's the podcast it's on Apple. It's everywhere. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Appreciate all the reviews on that show. We see how, how that show's growing, and we know that's directly because of a lot of listeners out here checking us out. We, thank we want you, to thank guys. you guys so much. So until next week. Well, anyways. I hope your uncle stays in tune. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.